Jeremy here. Just before we get into the show, wanted to give an update. We have a new tier on our Patreon. That is the Sheikah supporter tier for $5 or more a month. You get a week early access to episodes as well as getting to pick games that you play alongside us. Each month, people in this tier can pick a game that we'll play. We'll stream it on our Discord for everyone else to see. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We just played the Rogue Hero Ruins of Tassos game, uh, which is this roguelike, Zelda-like game that uh, is very similar to the old Four Swords games. It's very chaotic. It's very, very fun. If you want to join up in that, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild. If you can't afford that, we do still have the smaller tier. Just a reminder, people that join in that tier, they get ad-free episodes. They also get access to our side quests episodes, where once a month we record an episode just talking about all the other games that we have been playing. You also get to pick the games that we play in between Zelda games, what we call our Gaiden games, as well as getting a shout-out. If that sounds good to you, once again, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild sign up support us we really appreciate it anyways that's all i have so let's get on with the show hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this episode, we're not talking about a Zelda game unless... One of us happens to have it on our list because we are talking about the games of the year for 2021. I'm Jeremy. We've got BC. Hey. And we have Brian here. Salutations. If you hadn't heard uh, our game of the year last year, the way we do it is a little bit differently. Uh, We are not going to decide the one game that is the best game. Uh, We're also not going to be... like restricted to games that came out this year Mm. uh the only rule we have is that you can't bring up a game again if you did it last year you can't bring it up this year so we've got ourselves here we each brought five games uh as long as well as an honorable or dishonorable mention and we're gonna close it off with uh you know we'll we'll have three movies three albums and three podcasts that we think you should also check out from this year um although well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna I, say I, that. I, We're just I gonna say that. Cu- I kept mine current. So, so let's let's just let's just jump into it. So let's start with some some honorable dishonorable mentions, whichever it is. BC, get us going here. All right. Uh, so my honorable mention is gonna be Divinity, uh, or Divinity Two: Original Sin, I should say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. That is that is my number five. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Earlier <laughs> yeah. this yeah. year, we spent a lot of time together uh, just in the middle of lockdown playing Divinity, and it was a ton of fun. Uh, we only got through, like, we, we were in the middle of the, the first real chapter. We got off the tutorial island, and then we went to the next island, uh, and we we ended up stopping because, you know, things picked up, people went back to work, uh, life got in the way. But that was just so fun to play and uh, to just, you know, walk around pickpocketing people and setting people on fire with your friends. Good fun. Whether you meant to or not. Yeah. <laughs> guys, 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 <laughs> I did something bad over here. Right. It was it was just always so fun not <laughs> knowing what was going to ha- happen because I love the, the, the potential chaos in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many times that I was doing things just to keep it fresh, you know, and not telling you guys what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and I could just do that. Like, like any one of us could be playing like this, our, our game in a certain direction. At some points we do kind of have to like, we all need to go here or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there were these breaks in between where we'd get to a town and we would just split off in all different places. We'd talk about all these things. And then someone would be like, Oh yeah, I met this person here and this thing's going on. And I'd be like, and I intentionally like, made myself clueless to a lot of the stuff that was happening just to keep myself as like, just, just to make myself more of a wild card. Right. Like, I feel like, I feel like I would always come in. Yeah. I I would come in like when we were fighting, I was like, all right, I am, I'm going to be very clear what I'm doing. I'm going to be as strategic as possible. I'm going to let everyone know what I think we should be doing and all of this. But as soon as it got left and right. Yeah, as soon as it opened up to be like, okay, you're free to make your own decisions and do all this, I was just like, peace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you guys are do are gonna do from here on out. That's uh, that has a lot of um, it's some of the best as far as the the battling goes. Uh, some of the best and most faithful RPG like Dungeons and Dragons, like pen and paper style fighting, um that I've ever played because the just there are systems upon systems and I've played with DMs that don't know what they're doing and I've played with DMs who know it way too much of what they're doing and and Divinity is like a DM who knows everything and you know you But they aren't jerks about it, right? They still like well, just I mean, let you fair have but fun. yeah, but but fair but but jerks. Um and so like when you put out a fire and that you put out a fire with water and that gets steam, but there's uh an electrified something or other in the corner. That means the steam turns into an electrified cloud of lightning steam. And you know, a good DM would would know that sort of thing. Be like, guys, you weren't paying attention to the tiny thing in the corner, and everyone in the room goes, "Oh no, <laughs> what have we done?" Um, but I I don't I don't think that out of battle, um, when you're just moving around the world, it it it's tougher to let you do whatever you want the way that you do on a, you know, pen and paper role-playing game where you can just basically anything you can imagine you can do. And a video game has more restrictions because of course it does. It it can't, I I can't romance every single person I come in contact with. Right. I can't even attempt to do it. (laughs) Right. You know, and, and it, and it, it can't sit there and, you know, like chess master 3000 and go like, uh, I guess that's a, perception check if you want to 
try that or something, you know, so it, it it's limited in out of battle, but in battle, it's some of the most comprehensive systems that I've ever encountered. And it, it's such a fun game. So uh, yeah, that, that's my piece on it. I don't know. BC, this was your pick, so yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, leave the yeah, rest no, of you. I, I agree with I agree with Brian. I just had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, I'm gonna go back to it at some point, uh, and maybe just uh, do the solo campaign or something. So, yeah, I I, uh, I I'll, I'll get I'll get in contact with Donnie. We should try playing that again. I figured it's probably gonna be a thing where we gotta wait till like the next Baldur's Gate game. Because they're the the people that are making are doing that, and it's going to have the same kind of multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So that is where I'm like, well, I don't know. That's probably when I'll be able to find time to do it again. Uh, because at this point, I'm 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 like, I don't. I think I need to start over with it. Yeah. Because it's like I don't remember any of the stuff on there. And that happened a I'm lot with that like, game, where each time we came back together to play it. Uh, our first battle was a mess because we'd be like, wait, how do I, oh, that's right. I have to do, I have, there's an order of operations to everything you have to do. And if you screw that, that up or you do something out of order, you accidentally like, I'm going to run here. And then you attack a bush because it was, you had attack on and not move on or something. And so, or how how many times I had to tell Brian, stop healing me. I'm undead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kind of that sort of thing. So, right. That's fun game. Uh, my, uh, are, are, are you done with yours? BC? Yeah, I'm, I'm all wrapped up. Okay. Uh, for my honorable mention, uh, I was, so originally I put the new Ratchet and Clank on there, but I was like, people know enough about this stuff. That's not, I don't want that to be my honorable mention in this thing. Uh, so I went with Grow Song of the Evertree, uh, game okay. I talked about on last, last month's Patreon bonus one. But, uh, if you didn't hear that, this is a game that is just a, a super casual, friendly, um, life sim style game where you just you you can make your character look however you want um this time around they also like their their previous game was called um yonder the cloud catcher chronicles and that was a similar kind of thing where it was just you couldn't you didn't fight anything you couldn't take any it's not you didn't get damaged by anything or anything like that um but you went around mining collecting things growing vegetables crafting stuff getting things for people getting people to move to a place building a house all this stuff uh but it was real real simplified this one they really uh overhauled the town building mechanics you can just freely move houses wherever you want you i've been playing that like tetris game of just trying to like be able to fit as many as i can in a corner mm-hmm. to be as like efficient with it as possible but everything takes like certain types of materials so you got to go and harvest those it's just this like good fun cycle of like you go and grow things and they even do it where it's just real generous on the materials too. You don't have to worry about like, Oh, I ran out of seeds and all this stuff. Um, they don't even like their money is like different cause they have a couple different currencies, but it's not even a big deal. Cause like there's just one currency that just exists in one of these little special dimensions that it's, it's not a big deal. Like none of it is like paid currency. Uh, but then you have your like main one that you get from doing all these things, uh, they're just real generous with it to be like, yeah, here's some more. Here's all this. You did that. 
did have some funky glasses that you can just put on your character. Um, it's just a really nice chill game and I've been loving my time with it. I'm, I, I, that's why like I, it came out, uh, a week and a half ago from this recording and it's just the game I've been wanting to play the whole time like once we get done with this recording yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and play for a couple more hours it's refreshing um, for a game to have one type of currency um well i mean <laughs> it, it's got multiple i just said that um, oh oh okay sorry but there's one type that's off somewhere and okay sorry yeah it's but it's it's just sort of like not a big deal it's just constantly <clears throat> giving you things um and there's just a lot to do it's a gorgeous game like there's a there's a great use of color in it um and it, they go just like crazy. Like I made, so the, the way that the game works is basically you're on this tree. Like this is, this is a giant, think of like a, um, what is the, um, the mother tree or whatever. Um, Yggdrasil? and, uh, yeah, so, something like Yggdrasil. Uh-huh. Um, and like where, but everything is living on this, right. And it has, it has withered and you were the last one that was left. And it's up to you to get rid of the withering, which are like these nasty roots that are just surrounding the thing. And you can create seeds that create giant land masses on the branches. And it lets you just sort of create your own seed by mi- mixing different elements together. And there's all different elements to collect. It's just real. F- there's there's nothing that is like, you have to do it this way. It's just sort of like, yeah, mix whatever you want together and we'll see what happens. And it does mix it up in some weird ways. My favorite island that I've made so far is this weird thing where there's just like eyeballs all over the place. And they're like moving and blinking and stuff like that, like in the rocks <laughs> and in the plants. And the trees are like the have these giant mouths with teeth in it, it's and they're alive. all just and they're all just farting all the time. And, and then you put beautiful Technicolor glasses on them and give them rainbow haircuts and yeah. And that that's the video Perfect. game, man. And it's just cool. <laughs> it's like it it doesn't it doesn't really ask a lot from you. There's always like a goal. There's always, it always says like, here's a goal to do it, but there's no time limit on anything. Um, it's just do it however you want. You can spend all the time you want decorating your towns, uh, or just going around and exploring and finding caves and solving these little puzzles. Um, it's just really simple, but it's just a real fun game to play. And I wanted to make that my honorable mention just because I don't think people are going to, know about this game otherwise i think it's gonna fly under the radar and that sucks it does suck poor game yeah brian what's your honorable mention well i'm not allowed to repeat a game so i i can't talk about remnant and killing trees because i got a ps5 and and restarted that game got the dlc and played through all of that i actually beat it for the first time uh i have done way 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 more than i ever did on xbox donnie and i spent speaking of donnie spent spent a a long time in that game (laughs) so uh i guess i don't know um i could come up with something else i played that ratchet and clank uh reboot that was pretty great um you know i i i liked it that was my first ratchet and clank game i've been i mean i guess my honorable mention is Sony's back catalog. I finally got a. Pl- I finally got a, a current PlayStation system for for the first time in my life, and and got to play some uh, some some classics that I've never been able to play before, and so that's been fun going through that stuff. 
that's pretty good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if you just jumped in at this point, and especially like what they did with the PS5, where you got all the uh, PS4 mm-hmm. collection or whatever they had. Yeah, like, there's so many amazing games on. I've that. I've played through like half of Last of Us and half of God of War reboot, and you know half of a lot of cool games. Uh, I've practically hundred percented. Uh, uh, that Ratchet and Clank reboot. I really, really, really liked that game. That was like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sucker for an over-the-shoulder shooting game. It's solid, man. It is just, it is just solid. Like it does everything so smooth in that game. And and just just the amount of things to collect and things to upgrade and and I like I like making numbers go up and. Even weapons that I don't really care about or use very much, I'm still like, well, let's. Uh, I've got currency. Let's let's throw it into this weapon and make it a little bit better. Maybe I'll actually want to use it now. But yeah, um, my my honorable mention is my PS5. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Show up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about my PS5. Uh, no, um, BC. What's 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 your number five game of twenty twenty one? My number five is going to be Sakuna: Rice and Ruin, or of Rice mm. and Ruin. Um, spent a lot of time with that at the beginning of the year. Um, basically, you play as this. Um, you're this god of farming or agriculture, and you get kicked out of the town where all the gods live uh, because of shenanigans. And you're sent mm-hmm. to this island where your parents first met and you're tasked with like revitalizing this, this island. So it's a half farming simulator or half rice farming simulator, half dungeon crawler. And it's really fun. It's, there's a lot of things going on. I feel like there's so many things that you could do to like optimize your gameplay that I never did, but it's got a good combat system and like, Doing well in farming means you can make new foods that you can use to buff yourself while you're out dungeon in the dungeons exploring. Um, and I don't know it's got cute characters. Uh, the story isn't going to blow you away, but it's it's fun, and uh, the characters more or less drive it. So, yeah, okay, yeah, that, that uh, is sitting I guess on my queue. But yeah, I guess I didn't know much about that game, but uh, that that brief synopsis of it is like, oh. Yeah, I like all those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I mythology like rice. and and rice and uh, ma- growing food and going through dungeons and yeah, I like all that stuff. That sounds cool. I should probably look at that. That's, that's it? it. Yeah, sorry. That's it for that one. All right. Uh, so, um, my number five is Paradise Killer. Oh, Ooh, that's right. I know, BC, is that on your list? So I think Paradise Killer is my number two, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this game, it, it is, uh, well, one, I don't think, this is a 2020 game. So this one didn't, this one didn't come out this year, but I did play it this year, um, like near the beginning of the year. It is a first person exploration investigation game. Yeah, it's, um, it's not exactly a walking simulator, but it's uh, you do a lot of walking and you do a lot of reading and you do a lot of talking. Uh, See, for me, it, I wouldn't even say it was like walking. I played it like a first person platformer. 
Oh, true. Like true. the way I jumped around, I would I like because you there's no fall damage. Like you don't have a health <laughs> bar in this. Like right. if you fall into the water, you just get kicked back to some. Like the the worst thing is that you'll fall in the water and you'll be like, where is it going to teleport me back to? Because I was just trying to get to this guy here, and I jumped off a cliff to try to land at the pier, just because he that was going to be the fastest way for me to get down there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I played it. Because there's also there's a lot of uh, collectibles to find throughout it, and there's also upgrades, uh, tons of movement upgrades. So yeah, you mm-hmm. really do in the end have to play it like a platformer. Uh, one one thing that I thought was cool is that as you're playing the game it does a really good job of just rewarding you even in small ways for exploration. There are so many times where I like, you know, you play a game and you kind of do the thing where you're like, Oh, I want to see what's over here. And then you spend all this time getting to this point and you're like, Oh, there's, there's nothing over here. This is just empty space or background or whatever. But there were so many times where I spent a bunch of time, you know, jumping up this cliff or walking along this ledge and, you get there and it's like, oh, there's a little cool trinket or a little collectible mm-hmm. or there's mm-hmm. a clue to the greater story. So anytime I did anything, I felt like I was getting rewarded, which was kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. The It is crazy when when I first was first playing it, you get this currency uh, that it's used for. So I, I still don't like the way uh, if you fast travel, it costs that currency. and. I didn't like that because there is just like a finite number of these things that you can find around there. Now, if you if you if you were holding them like I was and not using them for that, in the end I did have a lot of currency left over even after getting all the upgrades. But there's also vending machines that you can find that give you sodas. And it's just sort of like when you first couple times you do it, you're just like this is nothing. I just spent my currency on nothing for this, right? Because um but eventually, as you do that, something chimes in and it's just like, hey, thanks, thank you for buying all this stuff. I've got a secret thing for you if you go and do this here. And so it's like it still was actually leading towards that. It it does really want you to just like, yeah, spend your currency on everything that you can. Though I'm still – did you ever do the fast travel? I did the fast travel a few times. I mean, When I started playing the game, it was after Jeremy. And Jeremy, when I went into it, he said, hey – do yourself a favor. Don't fast travel. Just walk around as much as you can. And I kind of understand why they made it that way. Because if you just fast traveled everywhere, then you wouldn't find a lot of little clues and little Easter eggs that are out there. And kind of the best part of the game is walking around and finally like figuring stuff out. And just taking that world in. Yeah. Like it is the the design of this island is bizarre. But in just the best ways where there are times you go into places and you have no idea what this thing is going to look like. Even when they describe to you, like, what this building is, you'll, like, go into this area and just be like, what is going on here? Like, it's it's this ornate, like, it's, I don't know. How would you describe this art style? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's like, Lovecraftian opulence is almost how I would say. Sure. So there's all these shrines to, um, there's all these shrines to like fallen gods. Uh, it's it's all very pyramid based, oddly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a super lavish like. It, it's literally paradise. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be yeah. paradise. So all the buildings are 
ornate and cool unless you live in the crappy apartments that aren't ornate or cool. But everything else is pretty ornate and cool. Right. So, like, the the general premise of this world is that it is this island created by these gods to be paradise. But the system that they have put in place requires that there be blood sacrifices to open up. Like, in order to, like, they get to a point where their paradise is not going the way it's supposed to. There's, like, some evil that's taking over. Something's going wrong. And in order for them to sort of reset everything or, like, open up a portal to the next one, it takes blood sacrifice. So they've kidnapped humans, like, people, brought them into here to live here up to a certain point until they're like, okay, things are going wrong. We're killing everybody on this island. And it's like they're, they, they we, we show up basically after the sacrifice, but before they were going to move over because something went wrong there. And so we will come across like a few ghosts of the people that were left by, but we'll also just hear things from like the, the notes that they left behind or something like that of them just talking about like, the sirens went off and everyone got in line to be murdered just so that the gods could be, be at peace. And even one of the gods, <laughs> his ability is that he can, he can read minds and he feels the pain of every person dying. And it's like, that is, that is like part of, he has a role in all of this and it's, it's, it is bizarre. Yeah. And so another thing I like about the game uh, is that, legitimately everyone that you interact with is a bad person so like jeremy was saying you're these people who were human but now you're immortal and you're you have this cult and you're kidnapping these people to appease your god like your gods who they so Mm -hmm. they can resurrect but you go through and it's like okay well everybody on this island who's still left because it's only the people who are these immortals all of them are bad people because they're taking part in this thing, but you're still trying to solve this murder uh, and execute justice, even though everybody's technically terrible. Yeah. Uh, That's also just the most interesting thing to me that really, really makes this stand out is that the ending for it is sort of open uh, where the, the end of the game is the trial and you can start the trial at any time you want. So you can you can end the game sort of whenever you want. Uh, but it, it does this thing where it says, like, what is it? Separating truth from, what is it? What is the, they have a phrase. Separating the truth from uh, fact, I believe is what it is. Uh, um, it's something it, they that, say that all was, the time, too. What is it? Yeah, it, it, it's something like that. It's the difference between truth and fact, where like truth is what people believe to be true versus what actually happened. And it's up to you to figure out the difference between there and listen to everybody's stories and do all that. And, you know, you can have different outcomes. BC and I talked about this outside of all of this a while ago, that he and I had the same outcomes. Um, and we both believe we so- we exhausted every thread we could yeah so we're both sort of in agreement that we kind of had the we both have issues with it right like i think we both feel the way we're just like man that i don't feel good about some of these things but that's the way it went you know yeah 
and depending <clears throat> and like Jeremy said, you can start the trial at any point. So depending on where you are, you could be like, oh no, I think I know what happened. I think I've got the answers. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, I don't have the answers. This, there's so much more here. Um, mm-hmm. the, the one thing I would say that I was critical of was even though the music, I really enjoyed the music and like being able to go around and find new pieces mm-hmm. of music, which the concept is it's playing over like the radio in this city you're in. Um, there's like these voice clips that pl- like play every time you oh, have a conversation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're not some of the, there's voice acting for some of the conversations, but a lot of times you'll just get someone has a catchphrase that they say all the time. Mm-hmm. And they've got one or two catchphrases. And, you know, you have to talk to these people over and over as you get more clues. And it's like, all right, we get it. Like, this is the thing you say. Right. Um, yeah, I, I was worried at first because I need to point out, I absolutely love the soundtrack in this. Uh, it is It is so good. I've listened to that so many times. And so when you started saying that, I was just like, uh-oh, uh-oh. But no, I completely agree with you because you will hear them repeat the phrase back to back as you're talking to them. Uh, because it'll every once in a while you'll do it and it'll be like audio clip time. And then it just pulls one of the three or four that they have for this person. And then just that's all you ever hear from them. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, I, I, I do love this game. I'm so glad that I... I pulled the trigger on it and and checked it out because i don't think this is it's one of those weird games that like it came out last year but almost nobody talked about it and at a glance i was just like i don't know i think i so i i tried starting this game up once and there was like the movement in here sucks (laughs) um but then i heard something i think it was on like the besties or something like that they talked about it and i was like okay, that sounds really cool. So I'm going to give it another shot. And then I went hard on it. Like it was just the only thing I played for, you know, I I think I I probably put in 15 hours into that game, something like that. Uh, But it's, it's just so good. So uh, with that, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break and we get back. We'll talk about more great video games from the last year. Asterix from our lives. The last these year. are the games of our lives <laughs> all right now that we're back brian we already heard you number five which was um divinity was two divinity two yes uh so what is your number four then so are, are we are, have we exhausted our number fives i believe yeah okay yeah because yes. that was yours okay uh, my number four is Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really loved this game. Uh, I had a lot. Of, I mean, it, it's it's got that kind of Zelda feel to it, but then I'm also a, a sucker for a um, dystopia, you know, future, uh, especially when it you don't realize that you're in a dystopia right away and you're just kind of like, do do do! I'm going through this world. I'm a little vegetable man. 
Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that, that's that good thing where it has like this cute motif, and then mm-hmm. eventually you find the like the dark things underneath. That's, yeah, that's... there's like blueberries that are like, "I'm a blueberry!" Ah! And you're like, "This is adorable." Oh, uh, first of all, there's nothing <laughs> cute about tax evasion. Uh, second of all, this game <laughs> is I think if any cops are listening, uh, yeah, no, no, I'll tear, I'll tear it up right in front of them. I just love the, <laughs> the the idea of you know you're all these you're all these vegetables and like there's tax evasion but you're like what are taxes like everybody's like what is like property and income mm-hmm. and you're you're just right, all anthropomorphic right. vegetables that's but they're they're all trying to figure it out and and they're coming to like a lot of the same conclusions that human beings would all pretty fast because. Turns out you they may not have been here very long, and you find uh, receipts and things for like you're in upstate New York, and there's a you know you're on a barn and you, like you're on a, a farm like a farmland or whatever, and and there's a there's a farmhouse a little further to the south and stuff like that, and you know you start picking up on the little things, but yeah, like. Someone gets sold a deed to the stump that they're sitting on, and they're like, "Woohoo! I own property!" And like, "Yeah, what does that mean?" Good for you. <laughs> uh, did That's you know great. that they added uh, free roguelike DLC? I did not game? know that. No, I didn't. Yep. Ooh. So maybe there's a reason is that on PC to go back only? Maybe I did know about that. No, I think no, it's on Switch everything? too. I think th- I think they put it okay. on all the all the stuff. I I haven't checked it out myself. I just got like a some notification like a month ago about that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, but, but yeah, yeah, it really that really gets to my uh, my inner anarchy <laughs> side, where it's just like yeah, tear it all up, burn it, burn it down, man. Let's go, little turnip boy. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's so much going on in that game, and I I think it I I talked about it in our our because uh, these both my number five and number four game were games we covered on side quests, and I uh I like the way it's sort of paced out where you get a little bit of the veggie side and you get a little bit of the the like human past side and you kind of see like you know you know it it. it 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 paces it out well. It, it it feeds you just enough to like keep you going, and then be like, oh hey, I'm gonna learn about a little bit more over here now, and then we're gonna go back to what we were doing, and and uh, it's kind of you know it's a it's a well thought out little world, and and I enjoyed the five hours I spent 100 percenting that game. And speaking of 100 percenting the game, it has a cool little feature where once you beat the main story. Um, there's an area where you can go back and basically they'll say, okay, go and check this thing or go over mm-hmm. here and look at this so that you can find the things that you haven't done. So if you want mm-hmm. 100% it, you're not just wandering around the entire game trying to yeah. figure out what you miss. It it literally tells you, hey, check over here. And thinking back to uh, Oceanhorn 2, which we just played, it was like, you know, there's 52 collectibles, uh, and is that your number four game? Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. Um, but yeah, you know, there's so many but, games. Right, like, right. There's tons of collectibles, and there's no way to know 
what you missed and just for a game mm-hmm. that's you know a fun five hour romp it's it's really nice to have that yeah and there's yeah. there's like a uh there's a 100 percent level but then there's an also a, a level underneath that for full story completion that's just tear everything up because anytime someone hands you receipt documentation uh here's a book on how to how to you know balance your checkbook or a book to how to do your taxes or a book on you know like anything like you got these are te- money's important kid you just te- you tear it up right in front of them and that's how you get 100% story completion is by tearing everything up but there's hats and and hats are fun, great. fun things to find and those don't count towards the the main story completion those are just kind of on the periphery but but yeah the the game will also go hey y- you missed a hat back here I'm like oh cool thanks <clears throat> yeah um that was a that's a good it's a good little game and yeah real quick um really it's 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 worth it it's worth the time it's funny to like it's it's funny throughout mm-hmm. you know it's i i i have some criticisms about the gameplay itself because i don't think you even mentioned that it's a, like a zelda like mm-hmm. um, i mean i kind of did at the beginning but yeah okay uh but yeah it is it's very simple in the gameplay um, you're, you're fighting enemies, but you just have really basic weapons to mm-hmm. deal with them. Eventually you get like two or three other varieties of things to fight with, but there wasn't really a lot to it. Uh, but it was yeah. at least still a funny, uh, world to, to take a part in. I, I, I think, you know, the, the puzzles that they, that they gave you and the mechanics for like the ways that you, solve those puzzles um they don't stick around too long it 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 doesn't it could have easily just gotten boring and tiresome um but because the game's short enough and a lot of it is spent talking to funny people and you know running back and forth across the map doing little things for them um the puzzles themselves are pretty quick they're you know you don't spend too much time on them by the time you you might get sick of even doing them or or uh, by the time that they would run out of interesting ways to implement those puzzles um you're you're kind of done and past it and on to the next thing and so yeah just you know you hear a lot of uh games critics say like no it was the right amount of of length like you know the game was it it, it knew when to stop it knew when when to move on or you know it was short and that was a good thing for the game like it, it didn't need right. to be any longer than that so um yeah um you could probably beat the game in two or three hours and but i, I suggest just hanging out just hang out and, and and look for stuff and and find find what you're looking for yeah turn to boy fun tear it tear it up burn it down all right uh bc you got for number four. Uh, my number four, I, I, I think I'm going to defer until later because I know it's probably on both of your lists, and that's Forgotten City. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so we can talk about that later. Um, I, I mean, just, yeah, you, you can. Um, I'm, it, it, it's my number four as well, so oh, that's okay. fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about this game, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you open up, BC. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna start because I am still very 
uh, I'm I'm a few hours into the game or an hour or two into the game, whereas Brian and Jeremy have both completed it. Um, so I, the game is just so weird. It's so weird <laughs> and it's so funny. And uh, Jeremy talked about it, and I think I made a note of it. And then he talked about it again later, and I was like, okay, I'll I'll download this since Brian started playing it too, and I wanted to be able to talk about it. Um, but you just play this guy who washes up on a on out of a river, and Poor girl. the lady who pulls you out of the river is like, hey, go find my friend. You go to find her friend, and you end up in this city that's like a Roman city where all these people are still alive and it's technically paradise as long as you obey the golden rule. But no one knows what the golden rule is. Everybody just has all these assumptions. And so you're one trying to find the guy two, trying to get out of the city and three trying to figure out what the golden rule is. And it's great that when you ask people like no one really knows quite what the rules are but you can ask people all the same you know most of them the first time you meet them a few of the questions will be the same one of them being like hey do you know how to get out of here and people will be like dude like don't don't say that so loud be chill why is that bad like we don't know but like it seems like they're watching things can hear us like just just chill, bro. Or um, some people don't care. They're yeah. just like, no, the golden rule, because there is there is a... But just even a, asking a how to get out of the city, like, strikes fear into people's heart. Like, I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but just don't, don't, just be careful who you ask that to. Just be quiet. <laughs> right. Like, it's that kind of level of, oh, okay, cool. What What's going on here? But I, I would say for, like, the most part, the game looks really good. The conversations and like the writing has been great. Um, this is a super small thing, but something that I thought was su- was awesome is that when you pick up a document or read something that you find, um, they uh, they provide a summary down in the bottom right corner. So you get this mm-hmm. big text, like Resident Evil style document, and you can read <laughs> all the way through it. But in the bottom right corner, it's like, hey. This person uh, just wrote a letter to this other person to say, I had a nice time at dinner last night. Like, mm. it, and not that I don't want to read everything, but it's great to be able to like look in the corner and say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be taking away from this. And I can read in detail if I'd like. Um, yeah. And then another thing that I thought was nice is that they have a lot of options as far as how text is displayed. Um, so mm-hmm. you can increase and decrease text size, add um, add borders around to make things more uh, visible or more legible. Uh, and so that was just kind of nice from a game where you're going to have to talk a lot and read a lot is that, mm-hmm. you know, they tried to make it more accessible. They tried to make it easier on the eyes. Um, and I think the last thing I would say is uh, the way that you do quests is really cool uh very reminiscent of majora's mask except not a full reset um so yeah that's all i'll say i i can take my mm-hmm. 
my headphones out now. If Jeremy, you want to talk more. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think because uh, BC is not BC hasn't even seen like the midpoint reveal of this game yet, so I don't necessarily want to spoil anything for him but i do want to talk about some things and so what i'm going to yeah. say is even for our I, listeners uh we're, we're i'm going to say honestly 10 minutes I, I, uh, I, yeah and before you go bc i i do want to say like one thing that the way i've been describing this to people is it's like it's like a fallout vault quest but like if all the vault members were still in there and and you've got to like figure out like what happened in here what is going on you know sort of thing what vault and that is, is this? what was the experiment for this vault it, yeah that kind <laughs> of thing and it like that that's like that's heaven for me that's all i want out of a game because you know we it is a skyrim mod and so it does aesthetically feel like that you know you're you're talking to people you've got dialogue trees and stuff you, you're zoomed in on their face so it very much looks like a fallout game or a skyrim game but like yeah it really feels like you're in here and you've got to figure out what's happening and it's really great for that but yeah and i I will say my one criticism so far before i i I jump off is uh the faces are a bit they hit that Mm -hmm. uncanny valley uh Mm -hmm. mark Mm -hmm. where you know the game looks really good and the faces look super realistic but they still look off so sometimes when you're talking to people like their their mouths are moving and their facial expressions are changing but they're not changing like a real person's would uh and they they look photo like they look realistic enough that it makes you uncomfortable it's like if you walked up to somebody and they started talking and like doing robotic facial expressions uh but -hmm. other than that really loving it so far yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say five minutes. Okay. Just, we, we'll do five okay, minutes. Okay. Text me of, when. Of, I think that's going to be. When enough. I should come back. Yes, for sure. All right. All right. Yeah, so. Send your message. Okay. So for the listeners, I am starting a five minute thing. You can skip ahead. All of that. I'm going to make a note in the notes and everything too on when we're going to be done. All right. But starting five minutes right now. Spoilers for the Forgotten City. Okay. So uh, there, there is a point midway through this game that you you get a a reveal of like where you're at and brian i just want you to like walk me through it like when you when you were told this like even the way they the way they do it like because they don't even specifically say like this is what's happening they take you somewhere and they put you they say like point your flashlight at this thing let me explain to you what that is yeah who this person is that you were talking to earlier i didn't and and the person who does that is is uh equitia who is kind of like the priestess and she's sort of i don't know the moral center of the area and and I hadn't even really spoken to her. Uh, I had gone through the the first cycle with a, with a uh, with the election, and all hell broke loose. And so I was trying to figure that out. And I ended up talking to like most of the people around there, and they all kind of have a similar thing going on. And I sort of started to suspect it, but she pulled me in there to be like, "We're dead." <laughs> We're in the underworld. Hey, did you notice how that person who pulled you out the river, you know, the river, did she have a hood on? And I'm like, oh, her name's Karen. It's, it's, it's Karen. It's Karen. It's Karen. Oh my God. Yes. After, after last year, Hades being like our favorite game. 
uh-huh. for us to have the uh, uh, a game the following year taking place in the underworld with uh-huh. a, with similar with similar characters. Um, it was it was just it just blew my mind and all of that. And because because the, the part that she takes you to is where everyone else fell out. And so when yeah. you fall through there, you fall into the ruins in present day and you walk all the way through the town, through the ruins and come out on the other end. And then the other end, you have to go all the way back to even get to. I don't know, just the, the way it went forward and backward like that. And it was the first time I'd ever gone into the bath and seen the place where you drop in in the, you know, not ruined i was like oh man oh man right. so good it's so good and you know i don't want to like th- there's still so many other things to talk about but i do want to point out like okay so you got like the first ending and the last ending right i got a i got a second ending you got a second ending and i didn't so mean with- to it was more of a because uh, I, I go through these games where i'm like afraid to to commit too hard to a thing like I, I try to be kind of pragmatic about the way i approach these things and so i'll be you know i will talk to someone but i, w- I don't want to push things too far and on the the second ending i was like ah let's just let's just i'll humor someone for once and it ended the game and i was like but that's not that's not what I wanted to do. I was two steps away from doing the the perfect ending. I just decided to humor the person and it ended the game. And I was like, ah, fine, fine. I'll go back and do the real ending. But I was so close to actually getting it. Yeah. So you go through all of this. And again, I don't even, if you, if you are listening to this and I still suggest you play this game, cause I'm not even going to, I don't think we should talk about like the actual ending mm-hmm. ending. Uh, but you do eventually find out like what's going on here. Why is this happening? What can you do to get out of it? Mm -hmm. And that was still just like, though I will say, I think the actual ending was not nearly as cool as the journey to there. No, no, no. But honestly, I think it was kind of cheesy. I think, I, I, I think, um, I think it, it, it was for me because I, I seriously didn't know who to trust uh even the whispers and like and i had so many eh? Eh? one minute i i had so many uh like working theories going through it like what's coming from where you know because at some point you the, uh, there are these golden statues lying around and there's someone who their their theory is wrong um they either they set up but but the the hypothesis is wrong but but the the conclusion they draw is correct and they they've locked themselves away and they're doing some experiment and they end up being right and so based on that information I'm like okay wow that changes a lot of things about what these golden statues might be and so maybe you know they're the ones whispering to me or this is what's going on or whatever and so i made like uh having it all at the end i was like i want to know Ten seconds. Lay it all out exactly what is happening, and know without a shadow of a doubt that that's what went down. So yeah, um, uh, wave to BC. Tell him he can put his headphones on. BC, hello. Send him the massage. Because I I gonna I need to I need to. I still got a, a, a few more things to go on here. Uh, Hi. Back. 
All right, I'm done spoiling things. Um, this is my number one game of the year. I absolutely, <laughs> wow. I absolutely love this thing. Um, it it and it, it has a lot to do with how my year went. Where, um, you know, Civilization's kind of in a rough spot right now, and I've been um, like, you know, contemplating a lot of just the the cycles of history that that we go through and we keep repeating and i've been going back and back and i've been you know like back to classical era histories uh you know and empires and stuff like that back into like bronze age stuff like i've spent a lot of time um relearning a lot of the like you know ancient and classical empires and the histories around that and some of the mythology around it as well and it's just kind of been the year I've had, man, where I'm just like, we're, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to make it. No one ever makes it <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> Everything always goes to hell. And then we just do it all over again. And like, I don't know. So <laughs> that's where I've been this year in this kind of just stuck in the classics and stuck in, you know, Bronze Age civilizations. And this is just chock full of that stuff. And that's been my year. So this game, and, and like I said, it's a Fallout Vault. It's one big Fallout Vault. That's my favorite thing in the world. So to have a game that is Fallout Vault and based on classical era stuff and other things that are happening around it, um, this is exactly what I wanted. So, you know, and, and maybe, the, you know, hey, Hades was last year too. And so... I've got a thing, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, this is this is I I am surprised by like how all in I was in. I played this for like 8 hours on the stream yesterday and did everything. I I wanted to know what did you guys pick for your main character? Uh what Ar job? Archaeologist. I I did archaeologist too. Um Okay, me too. Which Hey. <laughs> yeah. Which I started playing the game and I was like Maybe I should have just picked the what do you call it? Um, the, the one of them. One of them is a soldier, and he just has a gun. Yeah, like you get to just go in there with a gun. And I was like, I should have just <laughs> done like, that first, so I could just go in and just start shooting people. Like <laughs> that's <what> I <laughs> America. I, I I didn't know. Yeah, you know, like I I didn't know if archaeologists. I was like, am I going to be wasting this? Because like a lot of this, I I kind of know. Like when they they drop like what year it is, I'm like, oh crap, we're in empirical Rome. Like we're post Caesar at this point, you know, or or any of that kind of stuff. But I can't read Latin or Greek, so uh, I'm glad I picked that because if you pick archaeologist, it will translate graffiti or signage mm -hmm. or things like that for you. Um, um, and also, it wouldn't have given me the options to ask the questions I would have wanted to ask when they bring up like Prometheus or bring up uh, like, oh, you know, it's it's like a uh, the you know the the story of King Midas and and I'd be like no that's a bad thing <laughs> and the one guy's talking about it in a positive light and if you pick archaeologist one of the the prompts is dude no <laughs> so I'm glad that 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 was able to pop up because there's nothing I hate worse than not being able to say the thing I want to say in a game you know or something like that. I wonder if I like this game because I like games with Groundhog Day mechanics. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right. 
Brian Brian will spend 15 minutes gushing about it, and I'm just like, I like it when a thing repeats. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to just say this. This isn't part of it. I mean, this is this would have been my game of the year maybe like two years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. If y'all like this game, you should play the Sexy Brutale. Okay. Um, it is it is very similar mechanics. Uh, not a it's not a first person game and anything like that. But it is it's very it's a it's a looping game with a really cool story throughout all of it. Um, excellent game. But yeah, this game is it's it, it's incredible and it's like like Brian was saying this was a mod that someone made in Skyrim and then they flipped it into a their own like game that they could sell. And it's unbelievable. And I'm looking forward to whatever they get to do next. Mm -hmm. It's unsettling. It's creep. I mean, also much like a a fallout vault, like I'm creeped out constantly playing this game and I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. So Brian, uh, so that was your number one. That was (laughs) BC's and mine. Number four. What is your number three? Uh, the, the free Astrobot game that came with the PS5. Oh, uh, mm. that was a, Man, that was a that... sick little platformer. I had a blast. Is that the VR game? That... No, 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 no. sequel no. to it. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, like I said earlier that I don't, I haven't had a, a PlayStation of to call my own ever, you know, I've had, you know, like a PS two, but that was to play San Andreas. Basically. I was the only reason I bought that thing. Um, but you know, I know a lot of these games. I know a lot of these things. I've, I've, I pay attention to, to reviews and, and, you know, listen to giant bomb for years and watch sex play for years. And, and just, I, I know I know a lot about the games that have come onto the PlayStation systems, and so like getting a chance to just romp through all those worlds was fun. And also, that's a that's a tight little platformer, and I love it. I love it. It's really fun. It, they it's still like the best use of the controller too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I mean I we're not, someone... we're we're a year in. We're a year into the system, and you know so. Well, we knew the shooting people would have the would would use that and stuff, or the the racing stuff. If there's a good Mm -hmm. racing game out there, but Mm -hmm. it yeah, it it uses. It's not just like hey, when you drive, it's gonna uh, the the triggers are gonna (laughs) the triggers are gonna shake or something. Like no, it 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 uses the triggers, uh, the force feedback or whatever it is, in very um, intuitive ways and. Also, it's just the puzzle. The puzzling is fun. Uh, I I don't know, but maybe not the the rolling sphere ball stuff. I don't know. Uh, I think one, it feels cool. I th- think that's probably my favorite feeling of all of them is when you're you're doing that and you're just feeling the controller shake in different ways and it just like it feels different the, inside of it. I yeah, and for the really different cool. uh, for the different um, like the mud versus the asphalt. Uh, yes, exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like that, that's cool. But you know, you know, I'm just, we we tried that on the DS with, with, uh, rolling games and stuff like that. I was like, all right, we, you can try, you can try, or or just, uh, like the mini games on, uh, like Mario 64 times four DS or whatever. And, and things like that, where 
we, we you can try it again, I guess, if you want. You know, it's been a long enough time. Maybe maybe give another go around, but I don't think it's. I just don't. I don't ever think those those work that well. But it, I mean, like it just everything else is great. The like the ice skating stuff. You know, when you're when you're in the ice worlds and and uh, yeah, I, I don't. It, it's fun. It's fun. It's really 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 good. It was probably my the, favorite thing I played on the PS5 this year. I loved the uh, bow. The bow. Whenever you got that, and you're shooting arrows with it. Yeah, like the, yeah, the that was cool. Because it does the gyro aiming, but then it also does the trigger stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there's a good sync between those two types of feelings when you're playing with that. And I thought yeah, that was yeah. really neat. Mm-hmm. That the, the the little rocket buddy stuff where mm-hmm. you've got the left rocket and the right rocket, and you gotta you gotta uh, steer your way up obstacles and like i said just the, the controller the uh the shoulder button feedback is really really great and i wish more people would do it for cool stuff i mean give it time the problem is we've just had a slow release of ps5 games anyway stuff that keeps getting delayed you know yeah i mean i i've been a nintendo fan for long enough to know that nobody ever uses the the cool stuff inside the the controllers the way that nintendo thinks people will so well, we know we're going to get another Astrobot game. We know that. So, sure. there's that at least. I'll be I'll be into it. BC, what is your number 3? Uh my number 3 is Guilty Gear Strive, uh which I'm sure okay. either of you have played. Uh No. So, uh for the listeners, Guilty Gear is a long-running fighting game series uh with a ridiculous storyline that Makes no sense and is split across like fighting games and strategy games and novels and audiobooks. <laughs> uh, these guys but, that made uh, the Dragon Ball Fighter Z, yeah, it's it's, just, it's from Arc System Works. Uh, so they yeah. made Dragon Ball Fighter Z, uh, they make Blades Blue, but they're known for kind of eccentric fighting games, uh, with weird systems and crazy characters. The Guilty Gear series, all the characters are kind of based off of um, music. So there's really great music. Everybody has cool themes. Uh, And I don't know, just really fun. Um, It's over the top. They kind of redesign how the game worked from the last few iterations to try and make it more accessible. And it was just a lot of fun. Uh, The servers were garbage uh but they've been working on those uh it took forever for the game to start up and there were tons of memes about that uh but it's just been really fun to get in there uh play a fighting game how many how many active fighting games do do arc system works have going right now um that is a good question they've got uh that netcode is stretched thin yeah it's because so they've got um uh they've got dragon ball um they've got Guilty Gear, like Blaze Blue. They got Blaze Blue, and I feel like there's another one in there that I can't remember. But uh, yeah, it's got probably rollback the last. Code, so it's that good. <laughs> the last code. Guilty Gear and last Blaze Blue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, it it works really well I, when it works online. It works really well, and the characters are fun. And I, you know, I played since I played my first first Guilty Gear game way back on the PS2. I've always played the same character. Uh, and so I tried a different one out uh, for this. I used to play like Kai, who's essentially like the kin of Guilty Gear. Uh, and now I play Potemkin, who's this huge dude with like 
pistons on his arms, who jumps up in the air and does backbreakers on people. It's uh, super fun. Wants wants to kill the six-fingered man. Yeah. Um, and then there's a new story along with the game. Uh, and so it's, it's weird because it's like a, a fighting game that has a story mode that's just a movie, essentially. Um, they used mm. to have like these like kind of procedurally, well, not procedurally, these uh, branching story paths where you would like pick a character and you would go through these fights. And depending on how you won that fight, the story would progress differently. But now it's just, hey, you have watched this video about all these crazy hijinks that are happening. <laughs> so uh, it's just been fun. Uh, it's been great to, you know, Potemkin buster some people into oblivion and to watch a bunch of crazy hijinks uh, and see how ridiculous the story gets. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, my number three for 2021 is Metroid Dread. Woo! Um, is this in, on anybody else's list? No. I did not get through enough. And uh, what you were saying earlier, I got I got to the uh, the the wide beam. That was where I mm. ended last night. Um, but what you were saying was true about the Emmy sections where I was like, they were starting to grade on me a little bit, but I enjoyed like everything else. And, and, but it wasn't like, I didn't see enough of it. And, and, and much of what I did see was those sections. And I was like, I'm just, I'm not going to put this on, on a list just yet. You know, maybe, maybe my list next year, cause I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep playing it, but um yeah i i got i got a few hours into it so i'm not the biggest metroid 2d fan i I always have to preface this with this to make it like this is why it's a big deal that this is on my list yeah yeah Uh, that's just how good this game is uh i love the 3d metroids over the 2d metroids uh but this one like like brian was saying with the with the emmys they you get into these rooms where they're chasing you down and there are times that you get into there where you are just put into this corner that they can just one shot you. And eventually they get some other things that they can do that make it even harder for you to get by them. Yeah. And there are these moments that are really cool when you take down an Emmy and that state, that part stays cool. But in order to get to that, you have to go through these sections where they one hit kill you. And there's ways to get out of it, but there's times where you're underwater and things slow down and your timing is never right on it. And every time that happens, game over, retry. Mm-hmm. And at so least they, were... they make you retry at the beginning of the ro- the Emmy room yes. and yeah. not have to go all the way back to your your last save room or something. That that was really nice. Also, save rooms are everywhere. And yep. that's that's been really nice too. So I mean I've seen people being like, I can't believe they still have the save room system in this game, and I'm like, dude, they're everywhere. And well, yeah, because and the, and the Emmy room it lets you stay outside that, you know, or starts you back outside. I think that's an excellent way to do it. Well, the best thing that they did is they also turned the map room and the atom update room into save rooms as well. Right, so you right. have you have effectively three times as many save rooms as you would normally have in these in a game like this. And yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Great, it's you're going to want this. Yeah, sorry. It's not that there's more save rooms everywhere, but 
more rooms double as save rooms. And so there are effectively more save rooms everywhere. Yeah. And this game, I mean, it plays my, my issues with the T with the 2d Metroids have always been, I don't like the aiming in them. Uh, the way that they've always been played, you know, when you go back, like this is a sequel to Metroid fusion, a game boy advance game. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that was before that you had Metroid two and super Metroid, original Metroid, all those games. Um, but this one is, uh, you, it is made with a stick in mind and you get that full 360 movement. I hate it. It is so good. I love it. It is. It is. It, I'm constantly like, missing everything. Then you're not you're not playing enough. Um, <laughs> and like it is it is so nice to just be able to be like I can I can point at something and I can shoot it and I can hit it exactly the way I want to. Um, and I never got that. Uh, but yeah, so this game it is it is gorgeous. The sound effects are are so good throughout it. Um, I love the exploration they give you because I, I, I hundred percent of the game. I didn't try to go for, I was, I was disappointed with the rewards for beating the game because in this one it is it, although technically it is kind of continuing what it did before where all you get as a reward is a picture, uh, yeah. you know, in the, in the past, that's how those Metroid games would do it, where you would get to see, metroid and you get to see samus in some pose right and that was like that was what you went for was some cool art that they made for it i want to see they have it on this as well i want to see a metroid without any clothes on yeah (laughs) um and just it's mad they just have that yeah so that was disappointing in that like as soon as i beat it and i was like i got 100 percent completion all right i'm gonna delete the game I, i i'm not I wasn't pulled in to like do a better time or anything like that. Cause mm. I just loved exploring that area. I just loved going through everything. Cause like, like I said, the game was gorgeous and it was just so much fun to run around in. Um, a lot of those unlocks were really hard to figure out. And then when I finally got them, like there were so many times I was like, obviously I'm going to get an upgrade to be able to get this thing. And it was like, Nope, you had it the whole time. You had the oh. ability to do that the whole time. Oh yeah. Okay. And so when I get back to it and I'm like, Oh, I can do this with that. I didn't realize that I could power up this way and move in this in this way throughout that. And it's just it's really really cool. And mm. that game is is so much fun to play and just it it is one of the best games on the Switch. I fought that uh that blue uh guy from the E3 demo uh that first bad guy and oh that was fun. Like, I kept missing, you know, from time to time. Like, I would just miss his head, you know. Like I said, I was having problems with the aim. But, um, but man, that fight, like, I I, I got pretty far the first time in the fight. I thought I was going to get him in one one go. And then I had to, the way it always is, is, you know, well, now I'm going to have to do it, like, seven or eight times. I know it. I'm never going to do that well again. But, yeah, by the time, like, I had it down to where I could, where I beat him in very swiftly took him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it just felt so good. It felt even, so like, good. Not, you know, the the last thing I'll bring up with it and then I'm done is that in in the final boss, mm-hmm. there, you know, I, I first few times I tried, attempted to be, to, to finish the game. It just kicked my butt. And I was like, I had that thought in my head where I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. I'm just mm-hmm. like not able to do it. And then I didn't play it for like a couple days. 
and then went back in and it was like, oh, I just went through the first phase like it was nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not like anything was different. I just figured it out more just being like, oh, I see what this game, I see what the game was trying to tell me now. I was like too tired before. I wasn't you were too paying attention it. to little things. You were you were um, too you were too close. You had to step back. And then got to that point again where I'm like, yeah, sure, I got through the first phase real quick, but I cannot get through the second one at all. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what I'm doing wrong and I can't figure it out. Went another day without playing it, went back, beat it. Like yeah. the first started the game up, beat it. And I was like, but just felt so good like i felt like i i am i am a bounty hunter like i'm the best <laughs> bounty hunter in space um, that that was a way rule, that thing oh that was a that that was a rule eight-year-old brian discovered which is uh, okay i need to i need to leave this game for a couple days go play a different game i called it uh 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 um uh what was it developing other skills like oh i can't beat this donkey kong country game well i'm gonna go play mario kart or something and come back and then i can slay this donkey kong country level in one go or something like oh yes i need to develop my other skills uh, elsewhere or something but yeah just take it take it a step back Tibby even says that when she's programming if she can't figure out why like a program won't work she just puts it down comes back the next day is like oh i see what's happening here but yeah, that's that's my uh, number three game, Brian. What's yours? I mean, I've only got one left to talk about. If you guys want to, how I'll did go, that work out? I'll go. Which number, one did you? You guys talked about. What was your number three? Uh, Astrobot. Number three was Astrobot. Because he's. How do we number get this order? Left. Oh, right. So now we're doing your number two, right? What's your number two? But uh, you guys can go. Have we talked about your number ones or number twos yet? I can't remember. No, that's All not right. the cycle we're going in. <laughs> I guess I'll just say nothing for the rest of the episode then. Fine. Uh, my number two is Pikmin. Like Pikmin, Pikmin. Oh, I played a lot of Pikmin okay. this year. I played a lot of Pikmin 3 Deluxe this year because that came out, um, like, I think at the end of last year. And I finally picked it up this year and had a lot of fun with it. I really like that game. Um I also played a little bit of Pikmin 2 this year, and it, it's 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 good. It's fine. Um, but, man, there's just nothing like Pikmin 1 as far as I'm concerned. I think the... I think it's... I think it's perfect. I think that the, the, the 30 parts in 30 days, you have a time limit, get it figured out sort of, sort of thing is great. Uh, Pikmin 3... Yeah, the time, I mean, Pikmin 2, you can go underground and come out and, like, no time has passed. And it's it's really lax, and I don't like it. Um, Pikmin 3, you are limited by how much fruit you can find in the world. Um, which, by the end of the game, I've got, like, I don't know, 60 days worth of of fruit juice backed up. So, I, I've beaten the game, and I've gotten all the stuff, but... I could survive another 60 days on the planet. I guess you're supposed to take it home to your friends, but whatever. Um, Pikmin 1 is you need to average a part a day and only five of them are not necessary. And it's you and three types of Pikmin. I would like I, you know, maybe more guys because I like the multitasking of Pikmin 3 a lot. 
where you can you can have three things going on at once and and that's really really great but there's just something so pure and perfect about Pikmin 1 where it's you and your 100 buddies and 30 days to to survive and get off the planet and I just love it. I love it. I love it so much. All right. Uh BC's number 2 was what was that? Paradise Killer. Paradise Killer. Okay. BC's number 2 was Paradise Killer. Uh my number 2 is Psychonauts 2. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Uh this game uh it it, it could have been my number 1 uh but I'll explain why my number 1 was my number 1. Mm. Uh I hope so. This this game so I loved the first Psychonauts. Uh I was one of those people that like I, I, Brian has pointed this out before. I'm always the 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 person that gets so excited about the game that nobody else played, and so I never get the follow up. I never get the yeah, sequel. You also like, I never you get also to like wrap up the story. Sometimes <laughs> you like sure weird garbage, which is fine. Yes. I mean, I think I think a lot. I think we all knew what Psychonauts was, and I knew plenty of people who loved that game. But yeah, yeah, that that was definitely a cult hit, and you were definitely into <laughs> the cult hit games. You forget sometimes people throw good things away in the trash, and I'm sitting there in that trash <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> I'll go grab my copy of Golgo 13, I guess. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the the best thing about Psychonauts 2 is the fact that it's a good game. Like, it is a good video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psychonauts 1 mechanically was not that great. Uh, it was rough. It was a 3D platformer where the platformer was not as sticky as you want it to be. Um, And so there was a lot of stuff, some really frustrating level design in there. Um, In this one, they kept that weird level design, but they made a platformer that actually worked with it this time. And it's just so cool to go through here and using all your abilities that you get to collect all those things. It's a great collect-a-thon. The game looks fantastic. Even they they were able to keep their original art style, but then do it on modern hardware, and it doesn't look weird. Like, it still fits in its world, even with these these characters with weird-shaped heads. No one... There's (laughs) no... There's no, uh, like similar design to these characters uh they all look like they're molded from clay in some way um but it just all fits with it uh the but what it makes this really stick out like this could have just been a good 3d platform and it would have been fine but the story itself is phenomenal and i i want to talk about some specifics on there um I'll, i'll say you know put another spoiler thing up spoiler warning for the next five minutes um the 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 things that it does the way that it um explains how someone could become a villain in a way that is realistic that is human that is relatable um you don't there there are two big villains in here that you don't actually like see yourself um that you know of and but you hear about them and you get to know them in a way that you don't in other things where like they, they start off as being the big bad. They're, they're going to destroy the world. They're going to do all this and everything. And you're slowly learning about them that when you finally have your confrontation with them, you feel bad mm-hmm. and it's done in a way. And it, 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 it's all surrounding mental health. It's all dealing with 
stress. It's all dealing with, um, you know, therapy in like in, in in different ways. Like their own thing is like the psychonauts themselves are like are like therapist spies in a way like the the whole way that you deal with people in the world of psychonauts is by going in their brain and fixing things for them and straightening things out and having them deal with their issues and they make a video game about this and there is there are there are things in here that they do the the your main guy that you are like trying to help through all of this uh ford crawler you learn about him and about his relationship with certain people and the the things that he has done. Like it, it does it in a way where he is, he feels guilty for, for things. And that's why he has put things away and hidden his memory in different places and all of that. And you learn things about him and his relationships that are like constantly just hitting you right in the fields <laughs> in this like platformer game. And it is so well-written. And funny all through the through beginning to end. Um, Tip well Shaver's acted. a fantastic it's, writer. And this is the first time that he's gotten the money that he needed to make the game right. You yeah, know? yeah. And it just come it came out so well. Were you it saying just came out, Day of the Tentacle wasn't made right? I never played it. Um <laughs> But it it's yeah, it's it's just a phenomenal game. You could you don't have to have played the first one uh to to get into the second one um but i and i i just would recommend it to anybody that likes anyone that would like a good story in a game uh and likes 3d action adventure games like this is this is one of the best uh let's see i'm glad that that game finally got made because uh it deserves a sequel it it's i i love tim schaefer um, and I've always wanted to play Psychonauts one and I just, I've never, never gotten around to it. And yeah, I'm super happy. I don't think it's worth happened. going back. I don't think yeah. it's worth going back to the first one, even to try because the stakes in the first one are like nothing compared yeah, to the yeah. second. Like it, it is a throwaway line and it's really all it deserves. Like you, you kind of establish who your main character is, yeah. but in, in the grand scheme of like, what's going on in the world of psychonauts it's not even really yeah important. Uh, yeah i mean it, it it wasn't like uh it's just like i, I like i like tim schaefer i like the way he writes the you know and the things that he's involved with uh are usually uh pretty funny like brutal legend is a weird game but man it's funny <laughs> man i like i just like the way it it it, it goes so oh and in jack black section in Psychonauts 2 is also phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the the way that they, they talk about the senses and how they... Hey, it, oh, God. It's mm, it's so good. It's just so good. <laughs> uh, so, Brian's number one was Forgotten City. BC, your number one? Shimigami Tensei 5. Uh, Ooh, oh, yeah, who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe a little premature to say that since I'm only like 20 hours in. Only, you know, yeah, mere... you barely, you you barely gotten past the tutorial. Um, I spent a lot of time on this game so far, guys. Uh, it's really, it's really fun. It's uh, crisp. It's everything I wanted out of a Shimigami Tensei game. Um, I'm hoping that now that Persona has blown up, that they just have the the budget to to keep making Shimigami Tensei games that are this good. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And that, like, this mm-hmm. one does really well. Uh, graphically, looks great. Um, there's some, like, quality of life improvements over other Shin Megami Tensei games and also over Persona that I really like. Um, yeah. Uh, my my favorite my favorite demons are in there. So all my favorite Personas, demons, whatever, uh, are <laughs> are available in the game. And Jack uh, Frost. Oh yeah, Jack Frost. Uh, Jack Frost, of course. He's just my favorite. He's just my favorite. I just love. He's so him. cute. I'm a big uh, fan of Trumpeter. That's my favorite. Uh, mm. But yeah, it does uh, the post-apocalyptic landscape really, really well. And uh, you know, it's the music choice. Uh, and then I think. One thing that I really like that I don't think existed in um, Persona 5, although they might have added it in Royal, is you can do a reverse uh, fusion search uh, that is based off of your compendium. So, you know, you get demons and then you register them so that you can summon them later when you don't have them. But basically this says, okay, instead of looking at what you have and... What happens if you fuse it together? You can say, here's all the possible results of that you can make, not only with the demons on hand, but also any of the demons that you've ever encountered. So it makes it a lot easier to say, hey, oh, I want to okay. grab this thing, or, oh, this is something that I'd like to get. Uh, and that's super cool. There's these... They're not collectibles, because you're really just finding them. It's kind of like the Koroks in Breath of the Wild, but... Uh, they're called Mimoms, and they're these little tiny magma guys and girls and non-binary individuals, I guess, uh, that you find and you get this currency for them that lets you upgrade your character. So you, like, walk around and, like, look in buildings, like these collapsed buildings or behind cliffs and everything, and you'll find these little Mimoms, and they have, each one has one line of dialogue, but it's always something funny or silly, uh... And the whole idea is that someone sent them out to find these relics from the human world because the apocalypse has happened and they all just got sidetracked. Like they're all supposed to be doing something <laughs> and then they just were like, oh, there's something shiny over there and forgot what they're supposed to be doing. So you're finding them and sending <laughs> them back. So it's Also cute. like me in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure I got tons of time left in it, but... Uh, it's good. I mean, if you played a Shin Megami Tensei game before, you know what to expect. If you played Persona, you kind of know what to expect. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's been refreshing. It looks good. It's everything I hoped a main li- a new mainline entry would be. Uh, it's actually difficult. They have a, a kind of casual uh, gameplay mode, so that if you want to go through on easy, you can do that and just see the story. Um, but yeah, it's an actual challenge. So that's been pretty fun. Nice. So I guess uh, the only thing left is my number one. Yeah. Um, and for that, it's a game. <laughs> my number Ocean one for twenty twenty one. Shut up. Um, <laughs> my number one for twenty twenty one is a game that came out early twenty twenty, um, and that is Spirit Fairer. Uh, oh yeah. This this is a game that, like Psychonauts two, uh, the reason it means a lot to me is because it really affected me like emotionally. Um, Spirit Fair is a 
a two D um, management game where you have a boat in the afterlife. You you have taken over uh, the role of Spirit Fair. You're Karen. Um, you are you you are handed that off, and your goal is to find lost souls and to help them sort out their issues, and then you take them to the archway that basically sends them off to the 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 ether to become nothing right like mm-hmm. it is the true true ending for them. right um and so you find these you find these spirits and then they always manifest as like these animal creatures and they live on your boat and your boat is this is this giant boat that you can farm stuff on you give them homes you run do quests it's those kind of get like i love those kinds of games right where you, you farm stuff and you do quests for people all of that stuff um and the the reason that this this game means so much to me is one a game's never made me cry as much as Spirit Fair did. Oh, um, because you you grow attached to these characters and they do it so well that when you are going and seeing them off um, to like say goodbye, the last thing they always do is they give you this big hug just before they leave, and it's like it always. God, I'm starting to feel emotional right now. Oh, um. And you you hear their stories about not only what their life was before they died, but also like the life they've been living in the afterlife. And sometimes that's different. Sometimes they people repeat things, you know, like it, it does this this thing where they're given all these people are given new opportunities here. And some people repeat it. Some people make things different. Some people make different choices. Right. Um, but it's all, it's very human. It's very realistic. And there's so many things that are relatable and there's still like one that sticks out to me. Um, the way they just talk about losing people that are important to you. And there is, uh, you know, like I said, every character you will go and they'll say like, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. And there is, there, there was one character when they said like, I'm ready to go. I'm like, good. I don't like you <laughs> get off my boat. Um, but there there's there's one character you meet that it's like i don't want to spoil things because like this is a game i'd suggest i i want everybody to play this game it's just it's incredible and it's just there there are so few games that are like this that can reach to you in a way reach to to a human side of you in a way that like it's not just it's not just it's a video game like it's it's telling a story and you were actually like developing relationships with these characters but there's one in particular that um one day like you're 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 doing a thing there's this big feast that's going on all of that it just it just happens in the middle of the game you're doing your normal stuff and they say like oh we want to throw a party all that um and then one the very next day he's just gone and like he was one of my favorite ones and when i was just trying to like look for him like constantly and i was like i'm wondering when he's going to pop up and then it isn't until like the very end of the game you get a thing where like you see the the remnants of all the people that you had met and he was there. And so like oh. it just hit me like real oh. hard of the idea that like he was too afraid to say goodbye. And it made it even just worse in the end. But it's just like <laughs> something that like it's something that like 
people can relate to those kind of things, right? Like even when you're you're playing this like fantasy game with talking animals and all this stuff, they they are telling these stories that are just so real. And mm-hmm. none of these games did anything like that to me. And there's no other game that's done anything like that to me necessarily. And so like this game has stuck with me all year. And I knew I knew like this was going to be my by my favorite game that I yeah. played this year for sure. Like and I I finished it in like February. Um but it is still just it, everyone needs to play this game. Like you it it it's an experience that okay. um you also just you got to you got to be willing to open up right you got to be you got to be willing to 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 cry huddled over your switch <laughs> but um it's it's that's Spearfair, and it's it's my favorite game of this year so yeah that wraps up our our video games of 2021 uh we did bc wanted to to bring up some some albums from this year and that sort of inspired us to be like oh well here i'll bring up some movies and then brian wanted to bring up some podcasts so yeah bc why don't, why don't you go ahead and kick us off what are, what are what are your top three albums of 2021 yeah so I, um these are i think yeah they're they're all 2021 releases except for maybe one um but i i tried not to pick anything that um that would be like a major release. Like everybody listened to Tyler, the creator this year, everybody listened to Vince Staples mm-hmm. this year, that sort of thing. Uh, but these mm-hmm. are the three albums that I listened to a lot this year and meant a lot to me. Um, so the first one is going to, is called head fell between horses uh, by fourth wife uh, from Cincinnati. And it's just imagine if Elvis Costello did post rock, I guess is how I would describe it. But uh, it's a, okay. It's a fun, weird little romp, uh, and it's got some. It goes from being super abstract to being super catchy, uh, and I I love it. And so, yeah, I spent a lot of time with that. Uh, and then there's All right, also I wrote it down already because uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, there is an album called Sinister Delay uh, by Ivar Triti, uh, I V A R T R Y T I. Um, I believe he's from maybe Norway. Uh, and if you enjoy video game music or like trip hop or anything like that, uh, he does a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, he's an electronic music producer and, uh, he mostly does things with these, uh, two small instruments called, uh, Digitact and a Digitone. Um, and he just does incredible things with these very minimalist, uh, uh, electronic setup uh, and so I've been every one of his releases is super good and I've just been listening to that a lot this year uh, and then my third would right. be um, an album that came out in 2020 uh, but I listened to it a lot this year called Anime Trauma and Divorce by Open Mike Eagle uh, so <gasps> nice Open Mike oh, Eagle's I forgot, at... I to email him what did you say I meant to email him oh because I was talking to him like briefly on uh, when when I found his podcast. That's a podcast I should have talked about. Uh, where his it's like eleven hours of interviewing Prince Paul. And so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Holy spoopies! Uh, this is the best thing ever." So I I meant to email him again, but yeah. 
but yeah, uh, Open Mike Eagle is a rapper from Chicago uh, who has a very, you know, lyrical, witty style. He's super funny. He had a comedy show on Comedy Central uh, called The New Negroes. Uh, but anime trauma and divorce. He's a huge, huge They Might Be Giants fan. Yeah, huge They Might Be Giants fan. Um, so anime trauma and divorce, he released, you know, after his life was kind of falling apart, he did get divorced. Uh, his show got canceled and a bunch of other stuff happened to him. And so just for me, and I think the entire world, the past two years, and for me especially this year, has been super, super rough uh, and just dealing with a lot. So it was kind of nice to, you know, listen through this album that's just nerdy and goofy, but still deals with, you know, terrible things happening to you and terrible things happening in your life. Uh, and just how do you process that? So, yeah, those are my album recommendations. Nice. Uh, so I've got I've got three movies here uh, that I, oh, I, I think want to say thanks for showing see. me Genesis uh, Awazu. Um, that's like my favorite album of the year. Uh, smiling with no uh, teeth. Smiling with no teeth. Absolutely love that album. I I cannot stop listening to it. Like the whole year, the whole year I've been listening to that thing. So yeah, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I've got I've got three movies here that I think are uh, worth suggesting. That I think are 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 great from this year. They all did come out this year. One of them was supposed to be out last year, but got delayed because of everything uh and that is a uh, barb and star go to vista del mar okay. <laughs> uh, i don't know um it, it, yeah. are either of you familiar with this I yeah i didn't see it though me. um so so who who else was in that one um vista del mar is that uh california i don't know but uh so this this is with uh kristen wig and annie momolo uh both snl people but this is it is absolutely absurd. Like this movie, they they did it intentionally with the trailers. They made them look like the most boring things ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just in like this movie is just insane, and it's absolutely hilarious all the way through. Like it is just the the dumbest stuff, and you you just won't expect anything that it's going to do next um and it's uh, imagine like a modern sort of like take what like austin powers was trying to do or what what austin powers was doing when it came out but make it come out this year but it actually is like it's actually funny in 2021 um it but it is just that absurdist humor throughout the whole thing um it's it's one of the funniest movies i've seen in the last decade it's it's so so good um but you, you got to be open to that it's it's a dumb movie and it's absolutely hilarious um another funny movie uh this is actually a more family friendly one barb and star not a family friendly movie at all <laughs> um but uh, uh a more family friendly one animated one uh mitchell's versus the machines uh this is this is by the studio that made the spider-man into the spider-verse okay uh this is who who is in this one um, the, the two main, the two parents, it's about a family in an ap- apocalypse that is happening, a robot apocalypse. And this is a family who is, they, they are dysfunctional. Their youngest daughter or their, their daughter is ready to go off to college. 
Then the apocalypse happens. So she has to be stuck with her annoying family through all of this. But then it's just, you know, it's a lighthearted sort of thing to go through all this, that they, they get along, they do all this. But the humor, the writing is so good. Um, they, they nail it throughout the whole thing. Uh, there, there is a part, there, there's a few parts that make me feel real old because they talk about certain songs about how this father and this daughter are like, Oh, remember when we listened to this when you were kids and it's like something with Rihanna and I'm like, Oh Ah. God, Oh God, I remember Ah. this song and this, this makes me feel old. Um, but the, the parents are voiced by, uh, Danny McBride and Maya Rudolph and they're great in it. Um, it's really funny. It's there, there's, there's good representation throughout it as well. It's just a, a great movie and it's one that you can watch with anybody really. Um, and then the last movie that I have is uh last night in Soho. That's uh, yes. Edgar Wright's uh, next uh, latest it, movie, but he's one of my favorite directors. Yeah, this is, this is his first, like the thing is, so the the first movie that he did that really everyone knew about was Shaun of the Dead, uh, which people like they would call it a horror comedy. Uh, this one is almost more like a horror suspense kind of thing. It isn't really that funny throughout it, but mm. it's just really good and it keeps you guessing throughout the whole thing. It's acted incredibly well. The shots that he does, there's there's certain scenes That's that he does in there that are just. It, it, you've you've never seen anyone do anything like he's, this. He's masterful w- with the frame. Like he knows how to pay attention to the frame. It, it's like it's like watching a silent, uh, f- you know, like a Buster Keaton or a or a um, Charlie Chaplin thing. Where like pay attention to the damn frame. Like there are things you can do with that. There are there are interesting ways. You, you know, like especially with comedy movies. During his comedy movies, there are constantly funny things happening. Um, whereas it's not just you know, people sitting around talking, doing improv, you know, like the, his movies look interesting. He does, he edits things in a way that's, that's funny. Like he gets, he gets laughs out of editing. Like it's, I, I just, I think he's great. I think he's great. But the, the, the premise of it is that you basically have this, um, this girl just got accepted to this fashion school in London and she ends up, things go a certain way she ends up at this old house um and then some like magical stuff kind of happens where she starts dreaming about this person from like 30 years ago um that it was just this it's about this woman who was trying to make it as a star and it's just her story and she sort of gets trapped in her body but a see but is able to watch her at certain times it's like it does these weird shots and it's really cool there are these there's this dance number in the middle of it where it keeps cutting between these two actresses doing the same dance with uh matt smith um and it's like i blew my mind where i was like how did they do this like just with the quick turn with all of these other people in the shot doing all this dance stuff like suddenly this is a different person now and it just it's it's just incredible um the the sort of like twist at the end i didn't see coming but like you can tell they were like setting it up like thinking back on a lot of this stuff the best Mm -hmm. best kind of like you know suspense thriller mystery kind of thing uh is where you know when when it happens you're just like whoa but then if you rewatch you're like oh Uh, they were giving me hints throughout this whole thing uh but yeah great movie good soundtrack of course he also like you, you talk about his shot like edgar Wright for me is always just knowing how to use music well mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i mean like music uh syncopated with you know with me like you know there's a great the great scene with don't stop me now and 
in um mm-hmm. in Shaun of the Dead, but he does that all the time where mm-hmm. like the music is part of the scene and it, like not in a diegetic I mean, way, like not, not always, but yeah. Opening a baby driver is still like so cool. Yeah. Like I, the just the, the the choreography in that is is really neat. Yeah, just just get past Kevin Spacey. I need to see it. It's still I, I it, it, yeah. it's still a great movie. <laughs> I know. I know. Brian, um, let's close us out. This has been a long, long episode. Let's. Uh, uh, what are some podcasts? Right. Should we start? Should we start with the video games and go into politics? Or should we start with the politics and go into the video games? This is your spot. You right. ruin us however you like. I'll start with the politics and go into the video games. Uh, the the most uh, politically charged thing. Uh, this is also a YouTube channel, but they also have a podcast, and their YouTube channel is now a podcast. It's on the feed. Um, the biggest thing I picked up this year is some more news. Uh, it's fantastic. It is, uh, very blunt and very real and very funny. And it's amazing. A lot of the stuff that, uh, I went to a very conservative, uh, school growing up, you know, private Christian school growing up, but they wanted to be taken seriously. So I learned a lot about how things worked and it's funny to see like, these things that that they talk about and they're like, no, this is actually American history. And a lot of like, you know, we would talk about critical race theory and stuff like that. Um, I learned about a lot of that crap growing up. They they still pretended like it's okay to be a Republican, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. So so there's uh some more news is just like it's 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 reality. <laughs> just just but it's funny. Um, I came to it because I wanted to not forget the last four years, and so I was going through a lot of their back catalog, and the and the they've blown up this year, and I don't know how to really explain my relationship with it. I tried just I think I messed it all up, but um, but uh, it's it's really good. Cody Johnson's great. Um, they started out as a cracked show, uh, just doing you know here's the news. And then the whole world went to hell in 2016 and it became more than that. And I guess they've been around for that long. I found them this year. It's a fantastic YouTube channel. It's, uh, you know, you can also just listen to it as a podcast. Um, but it's, it's well sourced. It's, um, it's great. It's, it's really great. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, moving slightly more away from that. Uh, slow burn has been around for, a number of years. I think it's one of the best uh, journalism podcasts. Uh, it's it's more of like a, a history podcast where they take uh, each season is about one thing. Like the first season is Watergate. The second season is uh, the Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and how how one small thing just slowly over time builds into this giant forest fire. And they usually do one episode a year. This year it was uh, the the Iraq War um, with George W. Bush's presidency and how that just became a nightmare by the end of it and how it slowly built and how no one really did anything about it. And now uh, they're doing two a year because they just started with um, uh, the Rodney King um, uh uh, police beating and so yeah that's gonna be this season and it's it's gonna be wild it's it's an amazing show the people who do the show it's always someone different who is close to the material who grew up in the story uh so it, you know it's always a different person who's hosting the season or something like that but it's from slate so it's one of their journalists who's like hey i want to take a crack at this season of slow burn absolutely fantastic show 
All their seasons are great. Um, the last one, a lighter note, the Video Game History Hour. Um, if you've heard of the Video Game History Foundation, that is, uh, uh, Jeremy, you might know Steve Lynn. Uh, he gets brought up all the time. He's, he's really good friends with Jeff Gersman. He gets brought up on the Bombcast all the time. Uh, Frank Cifaldi is the other founder of the Video Game History Foundation. They are an archival, like a private archival thing. Um, but both of them are serious about collecting and collecting everything from video games to ephemera to uh, old magazines, uh, mailers, uh, anything that has to do with video games. They will take it. They have found it. They have dug through paperwork to find it. Um, Frank Cifaldi was, uh, came around towards the end of the oneup.com days. He was kind of like an editor at large, almost a freelancer at large at first, wrote some really great stuff for them. And then they hired him and then, you know, you have to have a job. So he, his, his output sort of dropped off after a little while, but he's, uh, he's also fantastic. I've known him longer than I've known who Steve Lynn is. But now he, Cifaldi, uh, and someone else lead up a weekly podcast where they talk to someone about old stuff and it could be something as like hey here's everything we found out about space war to um hey here's the guy who found every single midi file that nintendo used originally on super mario world and found the the original files and and remastered the entire soundtrack of mario world and here's how he went through and did it it's it's fascinating. Uh, listen to it. Um, I got I listened to heavy stuff, so I brought I talked about some heavy stuff, and uh, yeah, life is crazy, and yeah. But uh, here's there's video games. There you go. All right, that wraps up our 2021. We hope uh, you all had a good year. You know, we all we it's been rough. It's been a rough last two years, uh, but we hope that. This is bringing you joy. We hope that us suffering through the Legend of Zelda animated series or playing some games that aren't amazing necessarily. Or aren't <laughs> finished. We were able to find. Aren't finished. That aren't finished, yeah. maybe. But, you know, hey, um, knowing that I'm going to get to talk about it with you guys always, it just makes it makes this past couple of years better in some way. So there's that. I love you guys. I love I love our fans. Um I like I like talking to them and I like interacting with them and you guys are great and so thanks thank you so much for yeah for you know giving us the thing to do. <laughs> uh, just another quick wrap up. If you hadn't seen, I'll be posting this on on Twitter at some point. But just a, a scheduling sort of update with that. The first episode for the next season will be going up on February second. Uh, we're going to be taking some time off and getting getting ahead of the game before it comes out. We're a little bit behind on that, and so we want to get a good buffer going there uh, again. Uh, joining us, Jonathan Dunn from the R Three Cents podcast. He'll be he'll be coming on for that season. Uh, real fun guy. Hopefully, you all like him. I'm sure you will. He's he's he lo- he's he's a fun Brit. Uh, it'll be nice <laughs> to have him on here. I like the show. I like the show a lot. It's yeah. Like three- go- Three friends that that tell, um, you know, dumb stories about being kids and arcades and their favorite games of all time, and it's fun. Yeah, so he'll be joining us, and uh, we're we're real glad that he's going to be here, and we're 
maybe it will make playing the next DS Zelda game good. <laughs> we can only hope. But that wraps it up. Thank you, BC. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. And thank you all, listeners, for spending... Tiffy says thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Tiffy. Uh, and thank you all, listeners, for spending two hours letting us talk about the stuff that we like. Yay! Whoop, whoop.